Hello, Esther Deborah here, and this is Agape Love, Love is Here. This is one of the many video sections of the ministry of Pastor Deborah, helping people the Lord's way. Please enjoy the video, and we look forward to you coming again. Pastor Deborah hopes you enjoy hearing about how she has learned how to help people the Lord's way, and have her many wonderful spiritual experiences throughout many, many years of helping people. Welcome again to a video of Agape Love, Love is Here Ministries. This is Pastor Deb. Love always and forever. Hello again, Master Class Initiative students. Pastor Deborah here again. I'm once again sitting at my door looking out over beautiful. Excuse me, I'm going to reach and pull my curtains a little bit there. Over Perdido Bay. It's a beautiful sunny day. Very little wind here. And I'm inside talking to you. This is another class of leadership development. In fact, we are already up to class number 5 of 12 in the series. I'm trying to stay ahead of you and get them recorded, get them on YouTube. And please don't forget to check out the entire web excuse me, website at www.agapeloveishere.org for many different articles and stories about Pastor Deborah and how she had to learn how to help people the Lord's way. A lot of wonderful videos in many playlists in many different sections on the website to watch. Something called Mental Health and the Forever Person. Leadership Development, which I hope you're following. Also, the King's International Spiritual Care University, where I am going through basic, intermediate, and advanced classes. I haven't got all of them recorded. I'm still in the very basic areas. All the lessons and experiences that I, Pastor Deborah, had to learn. And how to help people the Lord's way. I didn't know what it meant when I was asked to do that and put down my mental health counseling license and way of making money. My identity that went along with it. All of my volunteer activities with it both at the national level in Washington, D.C. Watching over the national American Mental Health Counselors Association and in my state as the District 1 Mental Health Counselor Representative. And I was on three committees at the same time, having a family and working a job. Very little time for fun or ball games or sports. I was reading, studying, writing because I knew that was in me. I knew I was to help people 
So in this class, class number five of Masterclass Initiative of Nigeria, we're going to talk about how to become a leader. In class number four, we talked about many different and wonderful things, like which part of you was going to be the leader that we were going to get to know, your spirit or your soul. Now I want to talk to you in this class about how to become a leader. As I told you, my story was, first you must have the desire now, oh, the desire may be really weird or off or perverted in some way. You might think you want to be a leader to get money and riches and be the richest man in your country, be the head of a company or a corporation. But that's okay. Because through these classes and with the help of the greatest leader there ever is, he's going to help you to refine redirect and maybe even change those desires of why you want to be a leader see I knew deep inside of me I was to help people is that what leadership is about helping people yes I knew I needed to help myself because I grew up in a family that had mental illness unforgiveness and bitterness in a family of the military we lived under a code of silence but there was something in me I couldn't explain it I sought peace I'd go listen to beautiful music loved being alone when the house was quiet still do but there was something in me a desire to help people. First, you must have that. And it must not be to make money, have a great reputation, or to be the head of something. I never even thought about that. I just thought about loving people and helping the disadvantaged, those that were in wheelchairs due to physical disabilities, or those who were of another skin color, or those who were of another sex or no sex or trans sex. It didn't matter to me what age they were, children, even animals I wanted to help. So that basic desire to help people and even help animals and help nature must be there in you. Now, for the, all the reasons that you want to do that may all be wrong. They could be all based on what you see, what you see the leaders of your country are doing, how they got there. Oh, they all live different lives. We know that. Especially when you got a lot of money. And do they help people? Yes, they do. But is that why they help people? So this class, class number five, is how to become a leader. First, you must have a true heart desire.
something you've known since you were in childhood. Maybe you watched things on television or you looked up to leaders in your family and you had a quiet, deep thought of, I'd like to help like they are. Or you would look at disadvantaged people or sick or hurting people and something in you would cry. You say, I wish I could help them. I wish I had some money I could help them or I had a better education. Maybe I could just be their friend. Maybe I could bring them home. How many of you have ever taken in stray animals? Fed them, cared for them. How many of you ever taken in street orphans and urchins and cared for them? How many of you cry over the situation of humanity and you see the injustices and you see the discrimination and you look out over the world and you see other nations that seem to be better than yours? Why do they have a considered a developed nation what do they have that you your nation does not have is their education better maybe they have a different faith or religion than you do maybe their religion and faith encourages education values it do you have any forward thinkers now all those nations you look at out in the western world They've been through some stuff. They've been through wars, plagues, the dark ages. And they lost all knowledge and wisdom. But something inside of humanity started back again with just one person with a heart desire to help people. So what is in you? Look at your desires. Why do you want to become a leader? Who do you want to help? I didn't know who I really wanted to help. <coughs> Excuse me. I just loved people. Do you love people? Do you have a genuine love of the disadvantaged? Those who have no legs or arms or blind death or dumb do you have a love for the children who are being abused sex traffic sold into as child brides do you have a love for the little girls who Gentiles are cut so they will not have any enjoyment out of sex do you even love females or do you just want to control them Do you hate people of another skin color? What is in you? Because you cannot learn how to become a leader. That's easy to learn. To get the skills. Get the classes. You can fight and claw your way. Kill your way. Get rid of all of your adversaries. To become a leader. You can lie, cheat, and steal. I just watched a wonderful wonderful documentary on the oil of Nigeria very interesting 
why doesn't Nigeria, after all these years, have their own refineries? Did you know in Saudi Arabia, a story goes this, and if you will look at the movie, The Day of the Falcon, you'll learn a lot. Also look at Lawrence of Arabia. When you stay in your tribes and your Bedouins, all you do is fight and stop, and you don't have education in schools, and you're not mingling with other people from other nations. So what happened in Saudi Arabia? Originally, the British were there. They didn't think there was any oil under that sand. But America did. So the American Standard Oil Company, who my mother's father and family worked for out of California, came over to Saudi Arabia. They believed there was oil there. Now, Saudi Arabia was just tribal. Bedouins into camel racing and horse racing, having bunches of wives. No organization, no government nationally. And if it did, it wasn't very well educated. So what happened? Standard Oil dug for oil and struck it rich. Now, Saudi Arabia people didn't have any education, knew nothing about getting the oil out, refining it, going on the international trade market, nothing. It took years and it took the kings to send those people, his people, most of them were princesses who had at least stayed in school, to America or England to learn science and engineering. They worked alongside of the Americans. And eventually, after a few generations, they had learned what America had learned. It took time, effort, energy. wasn't that they couldn't learn. They never had the opportunities to learn. But once they got it, they took over their own oil reserves. They learned how to form the OPEC and be with other nations that had oil. They started seeing the resources helping their nations and their people. So how come Nigeria hasn't gotten there yet? Why is Nigeria considered sort of a developing country? Where are the leaders that you need? Where are the partnerships that you need from other countries? How come there's not a lot of educated scientists, doctors? Where would you send them? Do you have those in your country? So how to become a leader? You must be able to look around your nation, compare it to other Civilized, what they call civilized. Advanced, yes, they are advanced. They're going to Mars. Do we have people that steal our money? Yes, just like you do. How come billions and billions of dollars of oil money and revenues just disappear? Where is it going? Who's taking it? Do you keep voting back in the same people who run a bad leadership, political party? Why are your people 
living in such poverty. If you cannot see with your eyes that there needs to be some change, that's why you've come to Master Class Initiative. But first you must have a desire, deep desire in you to love people of everything and to see that they need help. Most of the people, they can't help themselves. A sick child can't do surgery on themselves. They need a doctor. Well, is medicine valued in your country? Is going to college, getting PhDs of science and engineering valued? There's plenty of nations you can go to for education. But why don't you have the universities in your nation? I'm going to tell you another story. My son, who was applying for some jobs as a sound engineer when he was, oh gosh, years ago. He found out, because I knew, that the country of, I think it was Qatar, maybe? Or... Abu Dhabi, maybe? Not sure which one. I think it was Qatar. They realized in that nation they didn't have enough doctors and nurses. They didn't have a medical school. So they took some of their oil money. They went and contracted with a medical university. I think it was uh, up in New York State somewhere, I'm not quite sure, said, please come. We will build you the hospital with our oil money. We have plenty of people who want to be students, but please send your professors. Come and teach us. Help us to develop nurses and doctors and physical therapists and speech therapists and occupational therapists help us to build the equipment we need we have a generation that needs to learn we we will pay your salaries you can live with us we'll put you in compounds because most of the people that came over were of the judeo-christian or the Jewish faith. And they didn't really want them mixing with the Islamic people. Have you ever thought and have done any studying about Islam? The Arabic people were very scientific oriented. The Moors. You go back and study the ancient Moors and Arabic people. In Persia. Which is Iran now. You go back and study around the Mediterranean. They were scientists. Mathematicians. They studied the stars. What happened to the Arabic people? You look at some of their beautiful designs in their buildings. That knew, They had to know geometry. Calculus. But somehow that all went away. Because in some faiths, there's a lot of them, they don't believe in education of people. Because sometimes that faith and that God of that faith, or gods, is afraid 
that if the people become educated in what he he or she might consider Western ways, they might leave them and they might renounce him and follow another God. Like maybe the Judeo-Christian God? In the developing nations, I just heard some horrible thing about China. The country that has a dragon. They are arresting people who have a faith in trying to have peace and love and joy. And pray to it and worship it. They are arresting them. I think it's called Gong. I'm not sure if that's right. They are arresting them in China. And forcing them to renounce that faith. What is going on there? So can your faith, your religion, actually be a stifling prison for your nation? Yes. Europe, you talk to Europe people. There were wars between Catholics and Protestants for years. Yes, religion is powerful. It can hold your nation back. It can give it freedom. There's wars that go on between different faiths and religion. Why? And what would that have to do with leadership? For it depends on you and what you believe in and your faith. Some faiths will hold you back. Control you. They're afraid. Whatever God that faith is of, they're afraid that you might hear about another God in another country. And you might decide to leave it. Why does China arrest those people? They're not even believing in Christ Jesus. They're just believing in a way of life. But in that country, the only God you can serve is the government. That's it. And the government is the dragon. So ask yourself, is even your faith and what religion and God you believe in, is it holding you back? We saw in Afghanistan where the Taliban came in. We saw it with us in ISIS in Syria in Iraq. Fundamental people came in and were going to force a fundamental basic back to the ancient days beliefs of their faith they burn books they burn schools nobody's going to school you just do what we tell you to do we see that going on in your faith of islam we had that in christianity we had that in the catholic church did you know early in the catholic church the only ones who could even read the Bible were your priest. Because the Bible was in Latin, Greek, or Hebrew. The average people didn't even go to school. There weren't any schools. So the only person they could believe in was the priest. So they'd go to church and everything was in Latin. Nobody understood Latin. There was nothing in the common tongue that could help the people. Do you know what? The Catholic Church was so afraid that if the people started to read the Bible in their own language, 
They would find out that these priests had been lying to them, cheating them out of money. There were people who were burned at the stake, trying to translate the Christian Bible into common languages of German, English, up in Hungary, and French. The Catholic Church rose up and burned these men at the stake for violating. You will not translate that Christian Bible into the common tongue. We will not have the ordinary common people be able to read that Bible. Mm -hmm. We had it in our faith. So you must ask yourself, could your faith in whatever religion or God you have, could it be holding you back? Could it be what defines you and how you become a leader? Some faiths say only men. We got it right here. In some of the Christian Protestant denominations, women cannot teach. I would be considered a heretic for coming to you and talking to you. Why? Because a prideful man of flesh, his name was Paul, was developing the Christian church in the old pattern of the ancient Jewish synagogues. Men could go in and read and study, but not the women. The women had to stay at home, uneducated, and hear everything from their husband. We've been through this ourselves. Until your heart sees everybody as equal. And they all desire, desire and deserve a chance to learn. Go to school. Be educated. And develop themselves. And you want to help them. Now your desires are beginning to go in the right direction. So first you must have this deep desire. To help people or animals or nature. Even the oceans. I'm sure all those creatures in the oceans and the rivers and the lakes would be happy. If you had a leader that would clean up the plastic. You wouldn't pollute the oil into it. Throw your garbage into it. They don't do anything to you. They're just living in the water. Did you know China's the worst polluter of plastic? They have smart people in China. Why don't they just burn it up? Why do people throw away plastic, not recycle it? Why are some countries still considered developing? Because their middle class has not risen up. Because they still have poor people that can't work. Is that the world's problem or the leader's problems? Who do we are we to point the finger at in your country? For the condition of the people, the resources, your educational system, your medical facilities... Who are we to point the finger at for the values of your nation that you value? Is education for everybody? 
No matter what caste, what age. Do you have pre-K? Do you have kindergarten? Do you have elementary school for even the poor kids? Do you have buses that will come by and pick them up? Do you allow other nations to come in and offer these services, but you don't? You know how most of the hospitals in the Western world and the schools got started? By Judeo-Christian believers, both Protestant and Catholic. Their hearts loved people. They knew they were to go and help the poor and the sick. Powerful people with money put up their own money. And they built the universities, the medical hospitals, the clinics. Have you heard of the Salvation Army? They are Christian. Protestant Christians who go down where the worst of the worst are. And they help them off of drugs and alcohol. They give free food and clothes. They help people. There's a great saying. If you give a fish to somebody every day, they will become dependent on you. They'll never learn how to fish and do it for themselves. But if you teach them how to fish, clean the fish, now you've done a great work. Faith has always been used and the desires of the heart to help people. Oh, there's been missionaries all over the world. Africa's had them, still does. Why do we come there? Because we see the condition, the same thing that you see. We see the condition of your people. And we want to help. Churches raise money for your nation of Nigeria, Uganda, Libya, Turkey, Egypt, Bangladesh. We pray for you people. We cry over your conditions of your nations. Our diplomats know what's going on in the diplomatic corps. We know they're stealing of your resources and money. We know that. We got it right here. So how do you become a leader? You first must have a heart to love people and to see the injustices But going out and rioting and looting, that's not going to help. You have to talk correctly. You must become an international person. They can talk to people from all over the world. You must be a person of faith. There's a God up there that if you pray, he'll help you. He'll guide you and lead you. He'll say, do that. No, don't do that. Go over here. I've got somebody prepared for you. I want to tell you another story. So you can see how a God that cares for your nation. I'm not sure Allah does. Maybe he just wants people to submit to him and serve him and... And if nobody serves him, he wants you to go kill him. I don't know. 
but in the Judeo-Christian faith. Here's a story that will help you. There is a man, who's, he's in heaven now, him and his wife, uh, Jan and Paul Crouch. Uh, Paul Crouch was an Assembly of God minister, and he used to do television in his church. Well, he had this bright idea, because television, uh, there was no Christian television studio stations. So because he had the knowledge, and he was already doing it, he decided to venture out. They took some of their savings, him and Jan, started their own Trinity Broadcasting Network. I think it was in the state of Arizona. They had to put up money to get their very first station. And it cost a lot because they had to get a license from the FCC, the Federal Communications Center, I think, or something. Well, they got close. They did telethons, and they had fundraisers. We'd probably do it now on GoFundMe or PayPal. Well, we didn't have that back in the early 70s here in America. We didn't even have, I don't think, Internet. So they had to go on television. It was a fuzzy thing. You can probably look it up. Bad television. And they would have, please call and pledge money and stuff. So they got close. They needed about $100,000. They got sixty. They needed 42000 something dollars. It's down to the last day. They have to be at the bank to secure a loan and get the license. Of course, they've been praying, and this man named Scotty, I don't know his last name, he'd been watching this fuzzy, fuzzy television show. Now, he's a Lutheran. Paul Crouch was Assembly of God. Lutherans don't believe in Pentecost speaking in tongues like Paul did. Total different denomination. But both believed in Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. So this Scotty had about $45,000 or forty-two, And he was going to go buy a boat. And Paul was stressed because he's down to about the last couple of hours. He had to get to the bank to put down the down payment for the, to buy this station. Well, he got a phone call from this Scotty. He said, do you still need some money? Yeah, we do. Well, I'm going to come over and bring you some. So Paul's in his office. Scotty comes over. Says, here's a check for $42,000. I was going to go buy a boat. But God spoke to me and told me to go give it to you. And Paul goes, God don't talk to Lutherans, does he? No, he doesn't. He just talks to Assembly of God, Pentecostal people. And Paul took the money. It was the exact amount. And he said, I'm sorry, but I have to dash off to the bank so I can do this. So after that, him and Scotty started talking, and Paul realized he had to repent because he thought God only talked to him. God don't talk to Lutherans, but God did. The exact amount that Paul needed so TBN could get on the air legally was in the hands of a Lutheran. God spoke to him and he obeyed and he took that money and gave it to TBN. And that was how TBN started. They're all over the world now. Now Paul and Jan are both gone. So is Scotty and Paul's son. He runs it. 
The money's out there. There's plenty of money in the world to help your nation, to help you go to school. It's just in other people's hands. Have you ever had an experience where you prayed to Allah or to somebody else and somebody goes, I've been praying too. God told me to give it to you. No strings attached. But are you connected in your heart to a God that wants the same thing that you want? Are your desires lined up with His desires? That's what Pastor Deborah had to learn. Oh, God, the God of Christ Jesus, He wanted to help people on planet Earth. My heart wanted to help people. But I only knew the mental health counseling way. So God had to ask me. I had to hear his voice. Do you hear Allah's voice? Do you hear a God's voice inside of you? Does he direct you? Is he helping your desires to develop and grow? Is he leading you with wisdom? Maybe he says, don't do that deal. That's not good for your nation or yourself. Don't go to work there. They'll take advantage of you. Do you hear that? Or are you blinded to that? Or is there a silent voice inside of you? And you just go and do whatever you want to do. So how do you become a leader? Look back in history. All the leaders had connections to a God. They would pray. They'd line up their desires with the God's desires. Allah did that. He lined up with Muhammad. Of course, he didn't come. Allah didn't show up on planet Earth till 600 years after Christ Jesus, a little bit late to the scene. But he did show up, and he's a powerful God. He's down here on this world, excuse me. And he has a power to reckon with. Yes, he is a real. I hear his voice and I'm not even a Muslim. I've had interaction with Allah. Mm-hmm. I surely have. I've talked to him, seen him. I don't even pray to him six times a day. So do you have a connection? That can lead you and guide you in your desires. Are you willing to have your desires changed? Now in Pastor Deborah's case. The desire to help people never changed. It was the method. The concepts. The principles. The standards. The language. The way. I was to help people. Changed. I'm an educated person. I have a master's degree. I am not a. Uh, just a fly-by-night person. I had to pass state licensing test. I didn't want to get a PhD and what? Because I didn't like school that much. But boy, I've been getting a PhD, which PH means philosophy doctorate. I've been a college professor. I've taught college students. I've taught high school students. I was a substitute teacher in elementary, middle, and high school. I've been a teacher. I've written books. Now I'm going around the world on video. 
Next week, I'm going to learn how to do television TV broadcasting. Learn more about editing and wonderful stuff. Always learning. Are you a student who's always willing to read books? Do you always have a book on your in your book bag, in your pocket? Are you always reading? Are you taking quiet time and learning? Those are how you become a leader. First, you must look at your desires. Why do you want to be a leader? What's driving you? What's the desires of your heart first? The desire to help your nation probably will always be there. It's how you help them. Through what methods? Through what learning? Do I still go to leadership conferences? Yes. Do I listen to people about communication and public speaking? Yes. Do I read books about leaders in the history? Yes. Do I study? Do you know when I was in high school, I read the book about Peter the Great, how he changed Russia. I studied Dr. Shabago and the Russian Revolution. I studied the French Revolution. I studied the battle between the Catholics and the Protestants. I studied Arabia. I studied China. Marco Polo. I studied history. I was always reading true books. Are you? Not just of your nation. Do you know the true history of Nigeria? Do you know about the slave traders that were in your own nation selling its resources, people? Why are you still considered an underdeveloped nation? These are good questions you must ask yourself. You must look at your desires. Not the why. I didn't know why so much as I wanted to help people. I knew I just had to. I didn't know how to do it except how <clears throat> excuse me, how the world and my parents and my culture had taught me. But I read books. I read about history and how one person like Peter the Great could change an entire nation of Russia drag it into the modern age why he had gone and been exposed to England and western ideas came back and wanted to change his nation it was in darkness and ignorance and he saw there was a nation over there called England and he wanted his nation of Russia to come forth and be as wonderful and educated and powerful as England was. What made England so powerful? Oh, it had wars. It had battles after battles. They even had battle who was going to be the god of the nation. The Pope? The, who they prayed to some Catholic God and Mother Mary? Or was just Christ Jesus and the Bible itself? They had wars. 
the Catholics and the Protestants, they've been in wars for a long time. They finally settled it out. And then once that happened, England took off. Religion and faith have always been a part of a nation. Except China, it kicked it out in the 70s when communism comes in. Because what communism is and socialism, it is basically trying to have love and unity and peace without a God of unity, love and peace. And when people find out that they are being enslaved, you can't even have a different opinion. They get you, they throw you in the gulag. Because they're going to hold that unity and peace. Doesn't matter, a god can be a dragon. A government can be a god. Getting a walk on the streets of Hollywood. Getting a star there can be a god. Having the most likes on Facebook or Twitter. The most followers can be a god that you serve. So first, how to become a leader? Look at your desires. What do you care about? What is important to you? Why do you even want to be a leader? Are the desires that you have to be a leader, will it help the entire nation? Can it step beyond the boundaries of your faith, your culture? But I'll tell you, you better have a personal, intimate relationship with Allah or whoever you worship as God. It better be talking to you. You better be giving you guidance and wisdom. Because he should be able to talk to other people who follow him. He can talk to anybody. Did you know that the Christian God used to talk to Nebuchadnezzar? He was a Persian. Now this was the days before Allah. And he told Nebuchadnezzar, you are my chosen man. You're going to be my arm of justice against my own people in Jerusalem. So Nebuchadnezzar knew he was chosen. God can go pick anybody he wants to, to get his work done. And go get a non-believer. He'll speak to him in dreams, dark visions of the night. Do you have those? Do you hear the voice of your God? Is he directing you? Or is money directing you? Wanting a better life directing you? Just for yourself and your family. And then if you do get become a leader and become a zillionaire, what are you going to do with the money? How are you going to help your people? Some of the countries now with this COVID, they're struggling because they built... A nation and their funding on tourism. And nobody's traveling. Who wants to go to a certain nation to go to a medical college there? Who wants to go and see the uh, rich history of that nation? Who wants to come to Nigeria to go to get a PhD in 
oil refinery? Have you even thought about getting into the stars? Do you have a NASA program? Are you working with America and Russia to go to Mars? Do you have science and engineering fairs? My son went in the sixth grade. Do you value value science, engineering, math, computers, internet, or are you just a user of it? What are your desires? Are you working close with your God? Are you and him in counsel? Is he guiding you and directing you? Bringing people into your life. Opening doors for you. I've had some of my doors shut. Slam. No you can't go back to that church. No you can't be around that person anymore. It's done. Over with. Does your God do that? Is your desires of your heart shaped and formed by his desires? Are you two a team and a partner? Working on his desires for your nation? Well, he cares for your nation and the people and the animals and the resources. Are you partners with him? Can he bring help to you? Resources and finances? Or are you just going along like everybody else? Can you take 10% of your money, that's what Christians do, and give it to the poor? Can you, when you make some money, do you get by a book? Books are more valuable than food. Did you know that? We need food. But food won't change your mind, your heart. Won't give somebody a chance to get out. Is your nation a nation of caste? Where nobody can move up? Where a street urchin can never become a millionaire? Or the leader of the nation. Because they are street urchins and orphans. Does your country go on caste systems? Is it, How did that happen? Was that through your faith? Is that what it is? How come there's... Do you know in some nations... There are billionaires. Plenty of money. There's no lack of money around the world. None. No lack of gold and diamonds, but even South Africa had to face this. How come you didn't start digging out the diamonds in your nation and it took white people coming from other nations to get you down there because you didn't know what to do with it? You didn't care. What were you doing? So what is your daily life like in your nation? What is your nation's values What are its goals? Has it set a 10 or 20 year goal for your nation? Dubai has. So has Saudi Arabia. Do you have long term goals for your nations for education? Are you looking? Is your country, your politicians, your leaders, are they looking to what they can do for the next generation and the next generation? Or are they just brought up to get what they want for themselves? You must look at your own heart's desires. What is it that's causing you to come to these classes to want to be a leader? 
What is it you want to change? How? All change first starts with you. Inside. You may have to change your desires. Is your God of your faith got the same desires that you got? Or do you have his same desires? Are you working hand in hand to bring it about? Has he got your back? Can he fight your battles for you? Will he help bring in finances, open doors for you, the things you never thought would happen? Does he even care about your land? Or is it just to be used as a slave, raped and pillaged, and all the money and resources just sucked right out of it? How would you go and change? How tough are you in your desires? Do you know what you're walking into in Nigeria? Into the government? I think on the other tape. Is there a swamp in there? You either have to go in and become like them. Or you won't work in the government. If you're a disruptor, all hell's coming after you. Are you smart enough to know what spiritual enemies at work? What nations there are involved in your country? Do you even know what your UN em- <coughs> excuse me, ambassador does? Do you even study the UN and see what votes your diplomats make? Oh, everybody loves to come to America, go shopping. We just had to cut off some of the International Criminal Court lawyers because they're going to go after us and what we're doing in other countries to free it. But they want to come to America and go shopping because we are a free nation. And they want all the privileges that have, but they don't want other people and other nations to be free. Why in some nations do people want to go back to fundamental faiths and religion and enslave people and hurt the children, rape the women? And if you will not bow down to what they say is God now, they shoot you. That is not a developed nation. That is pure evil, dominance, and control. Some, in some countries, people mean nothing. The buildings mean nothing. The God that some people serve is a philosophy, a concept, an idea, a way of life. Some people don't want it to change. Some people want to go way back before there were days of electricity. All the crying and the screaming, and it doesn't bother some people. We keep hearing about it, people wanting to return and back to the days when they were an empire and reclaim all the land. You go study some history. So you got to ask yourself you got to be knowledgeable of what you're stepping into as a leader. You have to be educated, tough. You can't be snookered, can't be bought, because that's coming. So what are your heart's desires? Do they line up with 
what you think the nation needs? Can you go the long haul? Can you pay the prices you're going to have to pay? Can you give what you're going to have to give? Can you debate? What is going on? Learn. Ask yourself, what are your heart's desires? What do you want to help? That is step, another step on how to become a leader. This wasn't the tape I was going to do. I was going to go into something else, but this is what came out, so this must have been what God wanted done. My desires were right. I wanted to help people. I didn't know how I was to do that. I didn't know why I wanted to help people. But I have learned over the many years I can help people through teaching, prayer, writing, educating myself, becoming partners with other community people. Sometimes i got to spank a lot of butts. I'm a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week leader. Are you? I don't have a normal family life. I don't do what everybody else does. I don't go to the beaches here in Florida. Used to. Jan did. Jan was what you would call a normal person. But not Deborah. When you start studying... You look, there's a thing coming on, I think. I see it on YouTube called The Crown. It talks about Queen Elizabeth I. You have a duty when you get in leadership. Not to your family, but to your country. Not to yourself personally. You don't have normal personal relationships when you're a leader. You don't have normal lives when you're a leader. Your duty is to your country first. To the honor of it, the glory of it, and to your ancient ancestors. Queen Elizabeth, she comes from a long line of kings and queens. You don't have a normal life. You love different things than normal people. You don't go and do the normal activities. You have to dress a certain way, talk a certain way, act a certain way, put on certain kind of fingernail polish, wear hose. You can't do what you used to do. You can't be in love with Hollywood. You can't want to be the the star of Hollywood, the A-lister. That is not what royalty, le- true leadership is. The only reason in Hollywood that these movie stars, they work very hard to be the best they can at their skill. And what is their reward? Oh, Oscar. A walk on. A star on the walk of fame. But you know what? Deep in their heart, they'd much rather be a king or a queen, a prince or a princess. Because something in them knows that's what they're supposed to be. They don't want to live the kind of lives that these people live. You go study them. Now, some of their lives are not good. We're not talking about the bad part. We're talking about the rules, the unwritten rules. We had it in the military. There were unwritten rules to how the wife was to act, the children were to act. 
You had to go to the officer's club. You couldn't wear certain kind of clothes. You couldn't do drugs or alcohol. You had to be at all of the events. You had to go to church. You had to do this. There was no book, but that was what was expected. You had an image that you must maintain as an officer. Oh, the enlisted people, they could go to the bars and get drunk. Not an officer. The enlisted people could have loud mouths and be cursing. Not an officer. An officer was a leader and a manager. Educated. His work did not stop at 5 o'clock. If you'll notice the difference between white-collar and blue-collar, a white-collar person is paid for his thinking, his management, his knowledge. He works long hours. But a blue-collar worker, he only wants to work 8 to 5, and that's it, and he wants to go to the bars, and he just wants to go bowling, and he wants to do whatever he wants to do. He's done with his job because they're only paying me for my eight hours. Management doesn't do that. It's after hours where most of the work is done. The leaders go to the golf course and they make deals. Can you go to a state party, a state dinner, and sit with a king or a queen? Would you know how to hold your neck up? Would you know how to eat? Would you know what the utensils were? You want to learn how to become a leader, I'm going to tell you two movies. You go watch first The Princess Diaries with Anne Hathaway. She discovered she was a princess. She was a mess at 16. Her grandmother had to take her under the wing and teach her how to be a princess. And when they straightened her hair out, all oh, the kids in school laughed at her. They were jealous and mad. And eventually they realized, I would really like to be like you. She had to learn. She had to be tutored and taught how to be a different person. Because the job that she was called to do, she could accept it at 16 or not, was going to require her to change. When you become a leader, you need a grandmother, a mentor, a tutor to be in your life teaching you how to sit, how to wave out of the car, how to eat how to talk, how to dress, how to be on time, how to do the social networking, how to dance, how to wear different clothes. Go watch that Princess Diaries with Anne Hathaway and learn. And another one you can watch is Pretty Woman. It was a street lady. Who had always wanted to finish high school, never did, and she got abused and stuff, ended up as a prostitute. But when she met a man who had money, the real her could come out. But she wanted to get married. But you can see that money can change you. But she still she decided, I'm not going to stay a prostitute. I want to finish high school. I just told a young girl that who's my daughter. She's in jail. Get your GED. Finish high school. Get on to college. When you discover you're better than what the things life has thrown at you. The situation you were born into. What happened to you? You don't have to sit in it as a pity party. That desire that was put in you. 
is still there. But you need training. You need to know how to dress. You need to know how to sit in cars, stand at cocktail parties, and do social talk. You need how to look in people's eyes and be interested. You need to know how to shake hands. Maybe now it's the elbow bump or something. You must know that you are placed on a pedestal as a leader. People look up to you for help. Can't be mouthy. You have to make decisions under a lot of pressure. Even though you hear a lot of different things. And you'll find out real quick who do you serve. Most companies serve their investors to make money. So they're all working for money. And that's called the God of Mammon. And they do it well. Some people serve in the swamp. They do that well. Some people will sell whatever they want to. Their own family members. To get what they want. Some people just serve pleasure. Sex at all things. They don't care about anybody else. So. Look at your desires. Talk with somebody about them. Pray about them. See if they line up with your God. See if they line up and look at other nations. Go and read other nations' constitutions. Their Bill of Rights. Oh, no nation is perfect. We got good leaders and bad leaders, but we plug along. We got denominations right here in America. We don't fight anymore over that. We fight over other things. But a leader is a 24-hour leader. Just because the day is over at 5 o'clock, you're not done leading. You might have to make decisions in your sleep. You should always be asking questions, reading, studying. You may not get a lot of sleep as a leader. You may just be in prayer to your God about your nation and people. How do I solve it? How do I help them? What decisions do I make? The pressure will be tough. Can you take pressure? They may come after you to kill you or your family. How tough are you? What is your true desires? That's how you become a leader. You start there. So enjoy. Please make a comment if you want to. I'll have this up. should come out on a Monday. And then we'll have class number six which I'm not sure what it is but this is class five how to become a leader and this is Pastor Deborah of Agape Love Love is Here Ministries which is on the website of www.agapeloveishere.org it has this YouTube channel called the Hidden Kingdoms and it is providing this for the master class initiative of Nigeria yeah way over there for you guys this is leadership development so enjoy look deep into yourself at your own desires why you want to be a leader what is leading about 
Is it helping people? Does that mean your nation? Does that mean animals? Resources? What? Love always and forever. Pastor Deborah. See you again next time. Bye. Thank you for listening and watching this video. It is an honor and a pleasure to have you stopped by today and watch. This is Pastor Deborah, and I hope you come again and watch many, many more videos and learn and grow spiritually and hear how she has helped people spiritually the Lord's way for many, many years. Come again, watch another one, and we welcome you to be a subscriber to the channel, to make comments, and if you wish to contact Pastor Deborah, please email her at her email address for the ministry at Pastor Deborah at agapeloveishere.org. You can also see these videos on Twitter and on the website in the many different sections that they are put into. Enjoy, and it was once again an honor to have you watch and listen. Thank you, and come again to another video of Agape Love, Love is Here Ministry, a ministry of helping people the Lord's way that Pastor Deborah has been doing for many, many years. Love always and forever, Pastor Deborah.